the kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host, Angus. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Must. Obey. X-51, listen to me. You don't have to obey that device inside you. You're more than a machine. No, I will not. I am more than machine. I'm sorry, X-51. You're a good man. One I'd be proud to have on my team. You could be a great help to our cause, X-51. I wish to find my own path in life. I, too, am a rebel, a refugee. Until there is freedom for all sentient beings, perhaps my path does lie. This is the story of X-51, a thinking computer in the form of a man. As Aaron Stack, he tries to find a place in a world that's not quite ready for his kind. But will he find it as friend, foe, or the greatest hero of them all? Stan Lee presents The Adventures of the Robot with a Soul. Edited, written, and drawn by Jack Kirby. Lettered and inked by Mike Royer. Colored by Petra G. And enjoyed by Archie G. He looks like a man. He thinks like a man. But nowhere in this world is there anyone as exciting and different as Machine Man. And thus begins Machine Man, Volume 1, Number 1, published April 1978. Our editor-in-chief is Jim Shooter. Our cover artist is Jack Kirby. Our writer, penciler, are Jack Kirby. Anchor being Mike Royer. Colorist is Petra Goldberg, letterer is Mike Royer, and editor is Jack Kirby with Archie Goodwin. Machine Man is busy saving the life of a hiker in danger. He is unaware that Dr. Broadhurst is receiving a government agent who is informing him that Colonel Craig has been assigned to terminate the last surviving X-Unit, that being X-51. Machine Man walks deeper into the forest where he comes across Peter Spalding, whose van is stuck behind a fallen tree. After Machine Man moves the tree out of the way, Peter offers Machine Man a lift. They make small talk in the van until Machine Man learns that Peter Spalding is a psychiatrist and becomes uncomfortable and exits the van in traffic. He builds out a skateboard within his own machinery and feet. And Machine Man attracts the notice of the police, who in turn alert the troops of Colonel Craig. And Machine Man engages the troops, but their sonic weapons force Machine Man to withdraw. Machine Man sees a sign that indicates he is only two miles from Central City and recalls that Peter Spaulding, the psychiatrist, has offered to help him. This is the inaugural story of Machine Man in Marvel Comics. However, we would have Mr. Machine be introduced through 2001 A Space Odyssey and that series. 
This change of the name, I cannot help but think, was for marketing reasons. Mr. Machine, Machine Man. Machine Man sounded better, and hence they went with that. So with that change in the name of the character, but still keeping the same, you had to reintroduce the character, his backstory, within this first issue. Because 2001 A Space Odyssey, they had their own following. Of course, we were told in that last issue to come on over to Machine Man, his brand new series. So, yes, we continue the saga here of Machine Man, but there is the need for flashbacks. And that indeed happens. We get not so much flashbacks, but we get exposition. Particularly after Dr. Broadhurst is being not interrogated, but questioned by the government agent with respect to the background of the whole X program. And he details Aaron's journey and how they were looking at this being an evolution of man and machine and that indeed Aaron Stack was acting more human than he was machine and that there was a need to hold out hope that this X-51 unit could finally meet the potential with which this program had been started. So Dr. Broadhurst is still very much invested scientifically in seeing the success of the program and not the termination of it, as Colonel Craig now has been tasked to do in going after X-51. They make effective use here of that scene to give you the background of Mr. Machine slash now Machine Man. And... While that is happening, the story is moving forward. The encounter with the hikers is very cool. There are certain cultural touchstones that are placed into this book that dated. There is mention here of evil Knievel and that Machine Man has more tricks or more daredevil things that he can be doing that is better than evil Knievel, says the hikers. When Machine Man leaves Peter Spaulding's van and fashions the skateboard out of his feet and he's gliding along, one of the people in a car beside him as he's blowing by mentions, hey, where are you going? Why are you in so rush? We no longer have the gas crisis. So that is hearkening back to the 70s and the oil crisis and people lining up before gas stations in order to get gasoline. So there are these sort of things that pop up in the book that definitely end up dating it and tell you that, yeah, okay, this is coming out of the late 70s and very much a product of its time. But in typical forward-thinking Jack Kirby fashion, the machine man and technology portions of this book are before its time. It's absolutely fantastic. He does a great job of leaning hard into this artificial intelligence, asking what is the difference between man and machine if this machine can think like a man, and this machine is out there helping man, not preying on man or exploiting man, but actually is being a positive force within society. And those questions are very cool for a science fiction-based comic book that because of Machine Man's powers make him superhero-ish, but it's advanced technology and very much leaning into that. No longer are we 
working with the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey that has been retired with that series. And in fact, we saw that transition in the last issue of 2001, getting away from that. So really, this machine man and his background is one that was manufactured in the laboratory, one that was programmed by man one that was set in motion through that program. And as a result, man feels an obligation and is torn. On one side, you've got Dr. Broadhurst, who is firmly committed to the X program and to see X-51 be successful. On the other side are the government, who, yes, commissioned that program, but because of the other units malfunctioning and causing havoc, now view the entire program as a failure and X-51 as a threat. And therefore, Colonel Craig's mandate to go terminate X-51. This would see Machine Man and what was born out of 2001 A Space Odyssey go from fantasy science fiction into more of a science fiction slash thriller, fugitive, espionage kind of book in its feel. That, that's what I'm getting right now. You have X-51 on the run, very much hunted down by the government. This isn't unlike what was seen in Hulk, in the Hulk being hunted down also. And a lot of the misunderstood creations, not only within literature, but within comic books, first being viewed as threat before proving themselves enough times to actually be friend or beneficial to society. And thus, the dynamic tension has been established. We have our foundation, and we are moving forward with the Machine Man series. In Machine Man, Volume 1, Number 1. The illustrations are outstanding by Jack. There isn't enough praise to be heaped on this. But I will say that the action is fast and furious once you get into the troops, Colonel Craig's troops, going and hunting down Machine Man. It really builds up to a nice crescendo. You first have action with the rescuing of the hikers, the extension of his arm in order to help the hiker who was falling off the cliff. That was very, very cool. You, It almost looks like for those kids who grew up watching the Inspector Gadget cartoons... Think of that, okay? Inspector Gadget uh, reeling out his arm and then whoop, pulling someone back in. Then we move on to the action that is seen when he, being Machine Man, gets out of Spaulding's car, Peter Spaulding's car. That exchange when they're in the van, Peter Spaulding's van, is outstanding. It really goes into, is this a man or is this a machine? When is a machine considered a man? When does it have its own free will? When should that free will be recognized? The, these probing questions are beginning to happen, particularly out of this psychiatrist. And he clearly sees that Machine Man is trying to come to grips with all of this. And he cannot help out of intellectual curiosity asking and probing these questions of Machine Man. And Machine Man is smart enough to know, whoa, 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 wait a second here. If this psychiatrist is probing down this deep here into my consciousness, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. And therefore, I'm getting out of this van. But... When push comes to shove, and he is under attack now by Colonel Craig's troops, he hearkens back to Peter Spaulding's offer of help and assistance. And I have a feeling now this Peter Spaulding character will help 
propel the story forward. And now we have a dynamic, someone to play off of Machine Man, that human who is trying to assist Machine Man in fully realizing who or what Machine Man is. So with that, kids, we would love to hear from you once you have read Machine Man Volume 1, Number 1. Please leave us a message via the Anchor app or send us an email at kirbyskidspodcast at gmail.com. Kudos, Kirby.